For many of us, going a day or even a minute without reaching for our smartphones seems impossible. But did you know that all the time spent texting and swiping could result in pain and injuries in your body? We're going to learn about it today with Dr. Jason Fond, the Director of Orthopedic Surgery at Montefiore Nyack Hospital. This is Health Track, the podcast from Montefiore Nyack Hospital. I'm Prakash Chandran. So first of all, Dr. Fond, I feel like this episode is targeted directly at me because I seem to pick up my phone every chance I get, and I'm actually already starting to feel some pain in my neck from looking down so much. So, you know, I'd love to start just by understanding what are the most common conditions being caused by smartphones and just how much of a problem is this? This has become such a big problem in society as our entire lives are revolving around cell phones, smartphones, um, iPads, computers. And so these things have become more prevalent uh, as social, with the advent of social media and that everything in our lives are revolving around these devices. So some of the most common, um, some of the most common injuries or conditions that we see as orthopedic surgeons are, as you described, something called text neck which is, sounds funny, but it is actually where our neck is held in a particular position for a period of time while we're either texting or looking at our phone with a hunched shoulder posture and with your neck bent over. And over time, uh, that's going to cause muscle spasm, inflammation, and discomfort. Other, uh, other conditions, particularly will involve the upper extremities or the arms, such as carpal tunnel syndrome, which people have heard of, which is where you get compression of a nerve in the wrist from the position of your hands that is held in one position for too long. Other conditions such as tennis elbow, which is a tendonitis of the forearm and elbow, again, because of prolonged positions of your hands, wrists, and elbows, that's something that is very common. There is something also called swiper's thumb, very inventive name, but obviously it comes from the, yeah, with a repetitive motion of the thumb from left to right, which again is a tendonitis of the tendons on the backside of your thumb which can be significantly disabling, actually, if it, if it occurs for too long. And it's something that's, you know, very common, as again, as I said, we're using these cell phones and devices so prevalently. Yeah, it's so crazy to hear about all of these things and even the terms that you're saying, swiper's thumb, that's, that's crazy. Um, I'm curious as to the demographic of people that you're seeing um, come in most often uh, for these types of conditions. So I think you could probably guess that our younger population um, who uses these uh, smartphones for pretty much everything in this day and age are going to be affected more commonly. That's who I really see. I see, you know, people's in people, sorry, people in their twenties, thirties, forties, as they start their occupations and get into their careers, they're using their uh, smartphones for their jobs as well as for personal use. So <clears throat> I'll see these active people very commonly and if they have these conditions where they haven't had a traumatic event, I'll ask them, you know, how often are you on your cell phone? Can you even tell me, you know, bring out, I even have them take their smartphone out and show me what they'll do, the position of their arms, position of their neck. And uh, typically that's what it's related to. It's so funny because probably when they come in to see you, they have, they, I'm assuming have no idea that it might be related to smartphone usage. They'll just say, you know what, I have a pain in my thumb or in my, my elbow. And then when you shed some light on it, they must be extremely surprised, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they are surprised because it's become part of their daily life and they don't even think about it. And funny enough, half the time I walk in the room, they're in that position on their phone, looking down at their phone, <laughs> doing exactly what's causing their problem as to why they came into my office that day. Yeah. 
you know, asking people to stop using their smartphones seems impossible. So I'm curious as to what advice you might uh, give or what do you get, what advice do you give your patients to actually lessen the occurrence of some of these conditions? So no matter, you're right. So no matter what I say, a patient is not going to stop using their smartphone. No one is going to stop using their smartphone. So really it's sort of just sort of altering the position of your hands. Maybe think about the position of your neck while you're using um, while you're using the cell phone. So instead of looking down, you're looking more straight out. Maybe have some device that actually is holding the cell phone for you, like a little stand or something from time to time. I've even heard people that set alarms so that they know they have to change their position of their hands or their neck so that they don't keep it in one particular position for a period of time. I think that, you know, I get an alert on my phone to tell me how much screen time I've been using. And sometimes we can use that as a gauge as to how much we're on our phone and that can help adjust our behavior a little bit. Um, there is something also called selfie elbow. I swear I looked this up. That's come on something that's called, I, I, you know what? I was like, come on, now we're trying to crowbar in sort of names for these things. But if you think about it, I mean, you put, put that position, you take too many of these things. I mean, that's again, something that can cause a problem with tendonitis in your elbow. And I love telling, you know, young people to, you know, maybe back off on the selfies a little bit. Wow. That is incredible. You know, uh, we're, we're talking about smartphones here today, um, but having been in tech for many years, I imagine that you see people that are on their laptops all the time or they're not kind of sitting in an ergonomically correct position in their desk. Can you maybe talk a little bit about laptop computer usage as well? Yeah. So, you know, before the advent of smartphones, people were still on their computers. You know, for decades, they've been on their computers regularly. And as technology has advanced in the workplace, that's such a common thing. And if you see someone on a computer or, or particularly a laptop because of the ergonomics of it, um, the neck issue and position and bending over is obviously something. And I tell patients, very common, very easy thing to do is change the height of your chair. So changing the height of your chair is going to change the position of your upper back, neck, as well as the position of your forearms. Sometimes you'll see that people will have that little gel pad in front of their computer or keyboard to help adjust the position of their wrist. And things like that are very uh, helpful. We have all these new ergonomic keyboards, uh, that are extended keyboards that can help change the position of your hands and forearms. Um, and another thing that's become very popular, and I, actually a lot of people in my office actually have this now, are standing desks. Yeah. have these standing desks, which help with back pain, neck pain, improves posture, improves positions of the arms, and that's been something that's been very successful. Yeah, you know, I've, I've definitely heard before that sitting is the new smoking, but if you have to sit, um, having those legs in a 90-degree angle is important. So maybe raising the height of your chair, as you're mentioning, is important. Um, another thing that I've heard is uh, the most important motion is the next motion. So it's not just about standing all day because that comes with its own set of issues, but having a mix of both, wouldn't you say? Yes, I agree, and I think that motion is key. You know, but you want to be moving around. I mean, I think that sitting in one, sitting for anything, staying in one position for too long, whatever it is, is is not going to be a good recipe for your body and your musculoskeletal system. I think moving around is always a key. Now, when people come in for these conditions that we're discussing here today, like uh, I guess selfie elbow. Um, <laughs> How how serious is it? You know, is it something there where they actually need surgery, uh, or is it something that you kind of just give them like a warning and saying, "Hey, look, if you continue this, then it'll turn into something more serious." Talk a little bit about the seriousness of these conditions. So, they're they're serious is a tough word because I always say if they're having pain, it's serious for the patient to get them to come to my office. But from a, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but very uncommonly am I operating on patients for these tech related in- issues. 
typically it's going to be something I'll say, look, you have to alter your behavior a little bit. There are certain braces and straps that people can use to alleviate the tension on particular areas, such as the elbow or wrist. Um, but I reassure them that basically these things are not typically a surgical problem. They're things that can be changed with a little bit of treatment, um, particularly some, you know, maybe even some physical therapy, bracing, anti-inflammatory medications, ice. But the number one thing is to try to alter the behavior to some extent so that the insulting activity or position is going to be altered so that to give your body a chance to heal. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with that these tech-related injuries uh, come in concert with everything else that's going on in your life. So even if um, the tech-related injury isn't going to uh, cause the need for surgery, just compounded with everything, you never know uh, how bad a condition could uh, could get or how much it could exacerbate something else. Um, so I that, think that's yeah, that's very true. And and you know, look, we're talking about a population of patients who are younger. Our older population don't use these devices as much. So you have a younger population that not only is having these overuse injuries from tech devices, but a lot of these patients are also playing sports, exercising doing other things that may compound their problem and they become additive. And then, yes, then they may become somewhat more uh, in-depth and may require other treatments, including interventions such as injections or, or surgery in some in some respects. Um, but that's very common as well. You know, um, as a parent, uh, and I see my kid using their phone constantly, do you have any advice or recommendations as to how I can communicate the importance of, um, you know, basically trying to prevent some of these conditions from happening to a teenager? Like, what advice do you have for parents? Right. So teenagers, obviously, for a multitude of reasons, are a difficult group to discuss these things with and to try to alter behavior. But I do think that some of that is is, um, obviously trying to limit screen time to an extent. I mean, that has its own benefit in general, but also to allow those um, to to kind of impart to your, your children that Anything done too much in one position is going to be to cause issues down down the line, and I think it's something that posture is a big deal. So teenagers have poor posture. Females and males, they just have poor posture, and I think reinforcing that posture, involving involving them sometimes in physical activity and things as they participate in sports and other things where they can work on their posture and other things. I think we can encourage that. I mean, no teenager wants their parent to keep telling them to throw their shoulders back and stand up straight. But again, sometimes repetitive reminders and things like that can be helpful. Absolutely. Um, Just as we wrap up here, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our audience with that we didn't cover today? Well, no, I'd just like to emphasize that as, as these things, as our smartphones and tech devices are becoming so important in our lives to really do everything. It's not just for fun. It's really for business. It's for communication and um, banking. Everything in our lives is now revolving on our cell phone. And I just think that there needs to be more, such as this podcast, there's more information out there so that patients can hear this. They'll understand that, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm getting pain in my wrists, my thumbs, my forearms, my neck. And I am on my phone a lot. I'll just try to alter this behavior a little bit. And with information like this, they may even be able to avoid even seeing me. But I do think that when these things become more significant, they are affecting someone's lifestyle, that it is important that they 
seek the care of an orthopedic surgeon just to have this conversation and to get some guidance. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Fond, this has been extremely informative. Thank you so much for your time today. That's Dr. Jason Fond, the Director of Orthopedic Surgery at Montefiore Nyack Hospital. Thanks for checking out this episode of Health Track. Head to montefiorenyack.org to get connected with the provider. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks, and we'll talk next time.